Disney Vault Talk presents Rebel Yell. Star Wars Rebels discussion and commentary. With your hosts, Teresa Delgado and Steve Lawson and Eris Chernovice along the way. And now, Disney Vault Talks Rebel Yell. That's right, we're back. Is there new Rebels to talk about? No, not at all. But we have a very special episode for you here on Rebel Yell. My name is Steve Glosson. I'm glad to be along with you. And we're not going to waste any time tonight. We've got to bring in the co-host. Of course, we're talking the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk, ladies and gentlemen. But you probably know her best as the Porg-loving, talented, lovely, and powerful... Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. Hey. All right. Good. What? Sorry, we got. I know we got to we got to roll. We don't. Right. We don't. Ha- I don't even have time to sing, and that's really killing me right now. I, I'm I'm going to figure out a way to deal with that. Also with us, of course, as we mentioned in the intro, because I played the wrong one, is uh, my brother from another mother. You love him. We all love him. Air Schernevice. Hi, Steve. I'm lovely and powerful too. But you let's are. Get you, right to our special. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You are lovely and powerful. You are lovely and powerful indeed. And we are honored to have with us. Um, oh wow, she is most recently. You know her as Gamora on Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe you know her as the voice of Walgreens or Freeform. But we know her here on Rebel Yell, especially as the voice of Harris Syndulla. Is it Captain? Is it General? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe not. I don't know. But we all love her, and we're glad she's here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Vanessa Marshall. Hello, Vanessa. Hey there. How's it going? It's going great, and we're so glad to have you. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Grateful to I'm be here. fanboy flailing right now. Fanboy flail. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> nice. So, Vanessa, we wanted to have you on because, number one, we're all having uh, Star Wars Rebels withdrawals. Uh, Also, more importantly, we really love you. And number three, um, we just want to geek out with some people. And and we know that the one thing that I don't know if people know about you is that when you came in to Rebels, and, and I got to hear some interviews with you and stuff, like you were very open about the fact that you are... A Star Wars fan, you're a fan of the the genre stuff uh, all the way around. That you're you're one of us, one of us, one of us. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so you no. go ahead, Steve. Well, I was just going to say because you know we we do our research around here, and so I was digging around. And as it pertains to Star Wars, is it right that your first Star Wars job was way back with uh, video game Jedi Knight Two? The Jedi Outcast? Uh, that's right. I played Jan Ors mm-hmm. in that game. That was so much fun. And Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a gamer myself, but, yeah. I mean, of course, any Star Wars narrative is a blast, of sure. course. 
I've not I've not played that one. I I w- I tried to be a gamer in my life and I just couldn't do it. But this was kind of a continuation of the whole Dark Forces thing that started in the '90s, I think. And when you were when you were doing old Jan Ors back in the day, um, did you ever imagine that you would become as ensconced in the Star Wars just story, overall story, the the canon, if you will, um, the way you have now? Because uh, no. you, because you are vital. <laughs> you are vital to canon. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I I I would never have guessed. Um, I saw the movie with my family in Colorado, um, and it just it captured my heart right away. And never would have guessed at that point that I would have anything to do with it. And it still hits me every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, where I just I, I'm, I leave my body and freak out. I guess it's my fangirl flail moment. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, and and your character on screen, Hera, has encountered, you know, everyone from Tarkin to now this past season, General Thrawn, and it's just been so much fun. It has been just a blast to watch this show and and to and and, and the work you guys have done has just been fantastic. So. When you when you started to get into the business, why did you go the voiceover route back in the day? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I was doing a lot of stand-up comedy and sketch comedy, and um, I had uh, put together a one-woman show. It was a cyber dating game, and I played the host of it and all the contestants, and I re uh, I acted with myself with previously recorded footage of myself as other people, and I did about. 12 or 15 characters, I can't remember exactly. And a uh, voiceover agent saw me uh, do this performance and said, you know, you might want to try animation. And, um, you know, there's so much more flexibility with voiceover. You can play so many different roles. You're not limited by, uh, you know, what you look like or even gender as women play young boys. Um, I've uh, played several young boys in different cartoons. Uh, so there's, it, you know, you don't have to worry about hair and makeup. I mean, the whole thing is just fantastic. So I went into the voiceover agency and I read some copy and they decided to sign me. And I've actually been there for 20 years. I just celebrated my 20 year anniversary at CESD. Um, they have offices in Los Angeles and in New York. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's like yet another family. They're, they're really good people. And um, I've just learned so much and been really lucky and, and, uh, just incredibly grateful. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And I remember you telling me once that sort of what you saw with your mom growing up too sort of driv- drove you away from on-screen stuff because it was just too much like people in your face all the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's something that you you sign off on and that's your privacy. And voiceover has become a much more visible profession uh, with Instagram and Twitter but uh, it essentially, it's lovely to be invisible. Um, my mom was on Knott's Landing in Dallas and uh, was kind of a household name for a long while. And we couldn't even walk down the street without people asking for her autograph. And, um, you know, not to mention she runs like 17 miles a day. I'm not even exaggerating. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of upkeep that goes with an on-camera career. Uh, well, not everyone has to abide by that, but some women, you know, choose to get really fit and, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow really kind of leads the way. And um, all, there are all these examples of women who, you know, uh, they're 
just like beyond perfect. And my mom really fit more into that category. And I was always sort of the chubby fat person who couldn't be bothered with any of that. <laughs> so like, I like to play football. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I, would, I don't know. It's not that I was like a, um, a tomboy per se, but, uh, I just, that just wasn't my jam. I, I knew like, I'm a good person. I have a good heart. I like to eat a lot of food. So <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can attest to this. Yeah. She yeah. can put it away. We, oh, yeah. We've, we've oh, gone to a knows. restaurant before and that girl yeah. can eat. <laughs> no, I'm Italian. It's what we do. I, 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 I get to live the dream. And that's the thing with voiceover. You know, I've lost 70 pounds since like, I don't know, 1998. So it's been very, very slow. And I, I view my body. I'm more like an athlete now. Um, and, uh, so I, I eat clean food, but you know, I definitely treat myself now and again, <laughs> but, uh, but I just sort of refuse to be, um, imprisoned by these ideas of perfectionism and, um, sort of starving to death. Uh, I, I'm not even sure what the point of that is. So anyway, voiceover offered me a, a whole other option and I took it gladly. And then, um, I was on set for, uh, what was it? Uh, Scrubs. I played Becky, the intern. Um, and, uh, I was in not the pilot. I think it was the second half of the pilot or the, the episode after the pilot. And I was supposed to be on, on the show and I was losing voiceover work because I was sitting on set waiting for them to get the lights right. And my voiceover agent said, you know, you need to make a choice. You either jump on the bandwagon here with all this voiceover work or go sit and age in your dressing room waiting for the gaffer to get it together. Um, you know, you need to, you're at a crossroads here. So I chose voiceover over on camera and never looked back. I, I don't have an on camera agent or, you know, I don't, I don't really pursue any of that stuff. <laughs> so, um, what, what's I your, love it. what's your go-to when you're going to treat yourself? What's your go-to food? Well, I'll be honest with you, this last week, I think I did a world tour, and uh, <laughs> I was pretty shocked. It it started with a steakhouse, and, you know, that's mm -hmm. your basic, you know, you, you know how that goes. Uh, hey, <laughs> yes, yes, I do, Vanessa. I do know how that goes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Please, continue. Brilliant. This is... <laughs> then my friend uh, wanted to go to Mexican food, which I don't often eat, but then came the nachos. Yes. And then... We went to a place called the Stinking Rose here in Los Angeles that features garlic, garlic this, garlic that. Hmm. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> that was really quite something. Um, it was fantastic. I love garlic, but um, so I guess that was the Italian genre nailed. Um, but uh, my favorite, I think my favorite thing is probably a steakhouse. But I'm no stranger to Italian food or uh, Mexican food, for that matter. Now, so. I, don't, I don't want you to take this next question the wrong way at all. Oh. And, 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 I'm, and I'm probably, and, and probably going to have to just shut up and let everyone else talk now because I may be going beyond the pale. Tell us what it's like to be the absolute perfect woman. What? Well, I'm, listen. <laughs> Wait, are you asking Teresa or Vanessa? I knew it was coming. Yeah, exactly. Good luck with that. Teresa, look, I'm not anywhere nearly as crafty as she is. I mean, like I said, I got a heart of gold, and I do love to go to Michael's and throw it down. I'll get me, I'll get me some stickers and what have you. But uh, 
Look, I'm just going to start. I'm going to make tootsie to you, Steve. Listen, be a woman. You. You started talking. Hello? You started talking steakhouse, and I'm like, "All right, I'm in. We're we're down." Yep. We'll get a little. Well, root. I mean, and that's nothing. I mean, I I'm shocked. I, for Guardians of the Galaxy, we went out to dinner after D23, our panel, and I think I ordered seven sides. <laughs> Teresa's gonna have flashbacks. <laughs> big ones, big ones right now. Yeah, I I ordered one of each side. And um, I had, um, I think it was a sirloin steak, and I think it might have been like 16 ounces. <laughs> there, there might have been some garlic bread involved. I can't really remember because I sort of well, let's just you know, let's just Vanessa, say there was. To be to be fair, to be fair, Vanessa, you you couldn't eat stuff for a little while, so dive in, yeah. just dive into all of it, eat whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in sure. my book, a 16-ounce steak is like the petite. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's like only 16 ounces. I know. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here uh, thinking. That's, right. like, that's like, for the kids. I'm sitting here thinking What's lightweight. Like to be the perfect man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. It's gonna look like a brontosaurus chop when it comes out. There you out. go. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. There's a place in New York. There's a place in New York um, called Peter Luger's. Oh yeah. And the, the waiter says, what do you want? Steak for one, steak for two, steak for three. I always got steak for five. And yeah. <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy, but uh, I finished all of it. Oh, wow. but my, my favorite thing at Peter Luger's is the bacon, though. Ah. Oh, yes. the bacon's <laughs> so good. They bring, Steve, they just bring out big, fat strips of bacon, like yep. grilled bacon as the appetizer all right we're yeah, when are we doing you, our you order it by like the piece so like if, all right you know a table for four you order like eight of them or you know whatever yeah. oh it's so good all right so when well, is when is our new york meetup guys um <laughs> well, new york comic-con i'm trying to get to new york comic-con it, it may happen my goal is uh i, oh, I, I fader tots huh oh vader tots. come back for vader tots but we really should do peter luger I do think that that pilgrimage must be made at some point. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, mm. yeah, yeah. I make a motion. We can we can solidify that later. Don't <laughs> don't good. don't you threaten me with yeah. a good time. So anyhow, okay. We, okay, people are tired of hearing us talk about food. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. We said we were gonna geek out. We didn't say about what. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. All um, right. So all right. I. Wait. Go ahead, Eris, you go. Uh, well, I, I was just going to ask you, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, that one of the one of the fantastic things about voiceover work is just the, the huge range of characters you get to play, uh, both yes. genders, different ages, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is, how, how do you keep all these voices straight in your head? You know, because uh, especially for voiceover actors, you know, a lot of times, aren't you like one day you're in Studio A playing this character and then maybe a few days later you're in Studio B playing this character and then you're back to Studio A again. Isn't there, you know, some back and forth that maybe like a screen actor isn't necessarily going through? You know, does that is it a more difficult process for you to to maintain these characters in your head? Well, um, it, 
it actually isn't strangely um uh they they're they're all completely different and they i think it's easier in voiceover to to differentiate things because you look the same all the time i mean obviously there's hair and makeup and you know uh fake eyelashes and whatever else but um i i know what drives each of the characters um when i played erwin in uh the grim adventures of billy and mandy uh, Irwin is a little African-American boy, and when they gave us the drawing, uh, it was just sort of lines and no color and uh, on a black and white piece of paper, and everyone else did sort of a quote-unquote urban read. I did not do that, but I, but I understood what drove this little boy to want to connect with other people, and that's what created the voice. And, um, you know, similarly, people are always like, oh, what is green? The new black? Why are you playing Hera? She's green. Gamora, she's green. You know, when are you going to play She-Hulk? And uh, this is what I listen to all day. Oh, <laughs> when are you going to play She-Hulk? Well, I actually already did, I already did in uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but they're very different. Hera, um, Hera leads more with her her mind and her ethics and I mean also her heart but Gamora is her center is so much deeper in her body and uh she's she comes from not a darker place but a richer place if, if you will um that I think she's uh suffered a lot and so her voice is in a lower register uh which is born out of that suffering and her desire to make that right is what sort of um, counterbalances that. Um, but uh, because those voices are very similar to my own, but I think where, you know, where they find motivation is what makes them different. And so that's what I try and keep in mind. And that hopefully makes them sound different. I try not to act from a place of wanting to create a sound because it's hollow. And I feel like the listener always knows when it's just, empty and about a sound. Um, when I played Olga uh, Gerlakovich, I believe is how you say her name in uh, Metal Gear Solid, you know, she's obviously Russian. And I've gone to drama school and I studied Ru Russian dialects and um, all sorts of dialects. But if it's not grounded in any kind of um, character motivation or, or specificity, it, it's you almost can't understand the accent. Um, when when there's something truthful behind it, it it grounds it and makes it a lot easier to remember exactly who that person is, and then of course they sound just the way they sound. Um, well, that's and, a good uh, that's a good point yeah. bringing up um, the accents and stuff because Hera has that moment where she oh, flips yeah. on her French. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. was that for you? Oh, it was great. Um, I actually did a video game, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and I played one. I, I played, oh gosh, whoever the character is that talks the player through the entire game. The script was literally like 10 million pages long. Mm. But she, I think she spoke in a French accent when she was calm, but a British accent when she was angry, which I was like, okay, very good. Um, that was that was odd, but <laughs> but this one made sense to me. Um, I don't know. It's sort of like when, when someone gets around their family, if maybe they were born in the South and they go to school back East and sort of lose their Southern accent. But the minute they start arguing with their mom, they're like, y'all, y'all better, you know, you just fall into the rhythm and the cadence of, of what sounds like home. So 
Um, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. Being a Clone Wars fan, I was really uh, familiar with, you know, Chom Syndulla and um, Oren Frita and all, all of them with their sort of French Israeli accent. I, it's sort of like a, a hodgepodge mix up of, uh, I, mostly, I guess it sounds like a French accent. Uh, so I was able to sort of dip into it, given that I was very familiar with where she grew up. Um, not having seen her childhood per se, but you know, definitely Chom Syndulla in Clone Wars on Rylan. Mm-hmm. So. so that was that something that came about through like you and Dave working through that scene? Well, he emailed me one night. He very rarely emails me. Um, and uh, one night I got an email. Do you think Hera would ever speak in her uh, native accent? And I wrote back only if she was angry. Hmm. Um, and I didn't know what he was talking about. And then when we got in the scene, it wasn't written with that accent, but he reminded me that I had said that. And he said, why don't you try it and just see what happens? And we did it and it made sense. Well, you said it, you gotta do it now. I emailed you, I got you into this. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did Dave join us? (laughs) That was pretty impressive. Thank you. Um, (laughs) You know, not when she would be angry at anybody in particular but i think if she had gone he i think he asked if if she went home would she speak with the accent and i said only if she was angry hmm. um but uh but anyway yeah uh a friend of mine wrote her thesis um in college uh, on dialects and how climate affects the voice and it, that also makes it easier uh to remember sort of where people are from i mean obviously ryloff you know uh, it's not the same as Louisiana or, you know, anywhere on a map, but, um, it, it's always fun to play with where a voice is located, uh, whether it's sort of nasal or, um, guttural or in the back of the throat. And, uh, my friend wrote this really interesting paper about how accents in say, um, Slavic areas or where it's freezing cold, like it tends, tends to be more sort of up in the nose and in the face and then down in the South, maybe Louisiana, small in the back of the throat because it's hot. You know, <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's just fun to play with those things and, and bring nuance to uh, different characters that, that could be sort of part of their backstory, where they've lived, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, OK, so I told you I was going to ask you this question. So hopefully you thought of some fun stuff. So we see like on Twitter, sometimes D. Bradley Baker, he'll tweet some of the stuff lines he has to record or things like that what are some of the most things you've ever most fun things you've ever had to say oh definitely my favorite one and maybe i can send you the video might actually be on my website there was a valspar paint commercial that i did and there was a very nice girl who was in chicago and she would say like valspar paint is blah 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 and valspar you know whatever the product and then there would cut to me being <laughs> saying the following say what what <laughs> yeah nailed it <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> thank you yeah nailed That's it <laughs> yes i know i know and uh, and believe me my friends my friends at the time when it was playing 
I would get phone messages from people. I knew that they'd called, and all I would hear was, say what? <laughs> Hold on. I think I have it here. I don't know if I play this, if you can hear. There's a lovely girl who says sort of the normal copy, and then you'll hear an idiot come in and go, ooh, ah, say what? Here, wait. Hold on. We're, we're going to take a risk here. Hold on. <laughs> Introducing a beauty breakthrough. That's a revolutionary color. So chic. At the hottest boutique, the new paint studio. And a surprise. Luxurious color from Valspar Optimus and Valspar Aspire. Check out this drawer action. Discover <laughs> premium paints and helpful people. I love both of those things. Of course you do. It's the new paint studio. Exclusively at Ace. It's the one on my website doesn't have the same oh. one. But did you hear all those stupid things like, check out that drawer action? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to find the Valspar. There were a million commercials. I don't. I can't believe I don't have the one where I go, say what? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was probably the most elegant moment of my life, really. Well, um, you get you get text messages from me all the time, depending oh, yeah. on what's on sale at Walgreens. What's on sale yep. at Walgreens right now? Well, I hate to tell you this, um, the ad agency who had the account uh, in uh, Austin, oh, no. Texas, they, they no longer have it. It went to uh, an agency in New York City, and I have no idea who's doing what. I actually haven't heard any uh, Walgreens commercials, so I, I wonder what's going on. I, I really wish I were still doing the tags, I could tell you. I oh, mean, let's see. There's probably back-to-school stuff for sale, <laughs> would be my guess. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's funny. Oh, and another another commercial line that got me into a lot of trouble um, was the laughing cow commercial that I did. <gasps> and at the end of it, it was, "Have you laughed today?" So <laughs> that was like endless messages. Hey, Vanessa, uh, just calling to say hi. Oh, and I just want to know, have you laughed today? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of uh, so. A lot of, a lot of I'm, I'm uh, uh, full disclosure. I'm I'm perusing YouTube right now. You weren't one of the chameleons in the Valspar commercials. No, I'm not a chameleon okay. in the Valspar commercial. All right, so this no, is no. this. No, I mean, if I can find that thing, I'll I'll send it to you. You can post it on your site or something because okay. it's it's perfect comedy. Like it, you just can't even make this stuff up. <laughs> well, um, what's crazy is you've done a bunch of stuff that sometimes you don't even remember and. Well, I remember watching TV, and I was watching something, and a Disney commercial came on for Disney Family Trips. Oh no, it was on a it was on an old DVD. Yeah, I did and, a bunch of uh, stuff for them. Yeah, for like Snow White and a bunch of things. Yeah, that's uh, my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, one of the last times we talked to you, when Steve and I talked to you, we were talking about Hera and Kanan, and at that time, you and I were on the same page of they're not space married, you know, all this stuff. Well, they're space married now. Oh, How do you so feel? They're so space married. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They're totally yeah, space they're, married. They're MFBO. Yeah, people are shipping them. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, well, look, all right, uh, I was under the impression that they just didn't have time for all that nonsense, 
and uh, you know that there are no steakhouses in outer space and things times were hard right and uh, you know they couldn't they couldn't very well date and get all cuddly because people were dying all over the place and um, but it seems that they that there is a ton of intimacy between the two of them and uh, I mean I feel great about it I just um, was sort of shocked <laughs> by the revelation because um, I just didn't I really did not see it going that route but alas I was wrong <laughs> <laughs> I was saying well, I mean, Canera is a good space married shipped name Canera it's good I like it especially yeah, if you're the black sure. Canera on old young justice or whatever it is yeah so hey black Canera black Canera <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was a nice surprise, and uh, you'll get lots more of that in season four. Yep. <laughs> now, and I know we're not going to talk season four, but I just have to say this so that everybody has heard me say it. We have to see them kiss at least once. What? Just once. Yes. Just once before the season's over. That's it. That's, I just want to see it. Done. And it's probably going to be right before Kanan dies because he's probably going to die. But, you know, anyway, oh. moving on. I said that during one of our Rebel Recons, like, not Rebel Recons, Rebel Yells. Sorry, I'm mixing up Rebel shows. I said that, like, a couple months ago, and you jumped all up my throat about it. Well, we you know, time, times change. We don't have to see it, but it would be nice. Erish, I was saying way back in season one that these two were space married, and 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 th and I got the speech from Vanessa. I got it from, oh, they don't have to be space married. That's not, they don't have time for all this. I'm like, guys... There's a connection there. I'm sorry, especially yeah. when you read, especially when you read a new dawn. Isn't that the one, the the one that introduced Harry and yes. Kanan to us? And there, I mean, they start with that whole meat, cute, meat, hate thing, and it's just like, all right, I see where oh, this no, is Oh no, Hera going. didn't like Kanan. Exactly. The new dawn. That's how all no. the best relationships. He, he was start. just a dog. Yeah, that's how all yeah. the best relationships start, though, guys. Come on, come on. That's true. Um, <clears throat> so I want to ask you this about. When did you know, or when did you find out about uh, General Sindula? The, the just just the name being said over the intercom in, in uh, Rogue One. When uh, the night I saw it uh, at the friends and family screening, yeah, uh, I, I, I had no idea. Uh, David Collins said to me as I walked in, "Oh, by the way, I paid you. Listen for it." And I was like, "Yeah, right." And uh, I'm Kentucky Fried Chicken, like whatever, buddy. <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah, in your dreams. See you later. You know, like you page me. Shut up, dude. And then I, I was sitting next to Andrew Cashino, who played uh, Saw Gerrera in um, uh, Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, I heard it, and I was like, wait, David wasn't kidding. And I punched Andrew, and he punched me, and he was like, dude. And I said, dude. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, then we were, we remember we were in a public place and like that the plot was still continuing while we were freaking out and we needed to shut up. But um, but yeah, that was that was pretty intense. So I went up to David afterwards and I said, "Oh man, I I apologize. I I really thought you were kidding when you said that to me because I was like, yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, that definitely happened. Um, but it it bodes well because you know she's still alive, so there's that and. She's a general, so that's also good. 
But, uh, you know, people have asked me, like, well, why wasn't she in the briefing room? And it's my personal belief, and this is not canon, but I think she was already in the ghost firing up the engine, ready to get the heck out of there. So, <laughs> Ready to get the heck out of there as far as, like, run or to run into battle? To do what Jin wanted, to go yeah. do the mission, okay. to make it happen. Exactly. I was going to say, I think she, she was... sit around and talk about it. She was already on it. Yeah, I yeah, I hundred percent like, agree. Sandula to the war room. She's like, I'm in the ghost. I'm already leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm headed to Scarif. I'm headed to Scarif. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You people, you people are too slow for me. I got chopper. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> say what? Say. <laughs> <laughs> that was their response. That was their response over the intercom. I will definitely. Find that for you because it's too good it, and my friends who've heard it will never let me live it down they're like you what do you do for a living you sit around and go say what it's awful it's just awful so we're talking about rogue one so did you like rogue one and what about the ending and I all that stuff it. i i loved it i i i i cannot say enough good stuff about it i was so grateful um when i went to uh celebration to meet John Knoll and uh, to discuss it with him, you know, during the, uh, the Star Wars show that we did, but also sort of backstage. Um, I loved K2SO. Um, I loved the humor of it. Um, and uh, it, it was, I know it's the darkest movie that we've ever seen, but it also, it I felt like it just needed to to do exactly what it did. And, and in terms of screenplay writing, every single turn the stakes got higher and higher and and if they hadn't figured out you know the the code to i i it just like I, I can't even believe how it all came together and they were able to you know obviously not survive but um it, it just blew my mind i i loved it yeah did you almost pee your pants when vader was coming and they weren't just throwing the the thing through the door like just go, because I was about to die. Yeah, I, the whole the whole movie, I was just at the at, on the edge of my chair. I I really just and I love Jen so much. I thought everyone did a really great job. And Chirrut, oh, my fave, just loved it. Yeah, Chirrut and Baze definitely stepped into my heart in this movie. Baze, I really love Baze. He had some great moments, and and that dude acted. He was so there was some moments where he was so subtle with his acting, but it was just so real too. And I, yeah, yeah I it, that last forty five minutes from the time they leave Yavin to the end of the yes. movie is some of the best Star Wars that uh -huh. we've had in a while. Next okay. next to some Rebel stuff and. And seeing the ghost, and I know this is weird because the ghost is animated and you've not really sat in the ghost, but that yeah. had to be cool to be like, we're there. We are uh, there. Yeah. The, I, I don't know that I've really taken it all in. And, you know, the fact that season four is the final season for Rebels, I almost feel like I'm sort of floating. And I'm not, like, I, I haven't taken in the weight of Rogue One. I haven't taken in the finality of season four I, ha I have i just i feel almost suspended and i'm hoping what's gonna blast me back into my body will be episode eight that somehow that'll ground me back into my star wars fandom and and uh you know being able to think about these things because i'm almost like i just deeply love my castmates so so much and i it's kind of 
bittersweet. I mean, I'm glad that we're getting an elegant ending. I'm glad that we're getting to end it the way we wanted to, whereas, you know, Clone Wars didn't get to finish the way it wanted to. So it's, it's, it's perfect um, that it is the final season. Um, and I think it, it really will satisfy everyone. All, all needs will be met. Um, but I sort of have, I have not really been able to sit down and, and chew through the full weight of Rogue One yet, mm. almost because I, like, I can't handle it. Um, and probably after episode eight, I'll start settling down and I'll probably rewatch Force Awakens, Rogue One and uh, episode eight and just kind of like get back into being like a little nerd over here. <laughs> if that well, we, it does. And we, we know you need to go, but I did want to ask you one thing about the Freemaker Adventures. What has it been like to be a Lego TV character too? Oh, it's been so much fun. That show is awesome. Trevor Duvall, again, is a genius in that, um, as uh, Darth Vader. I, I, I just adore that show. The, the humor is out of this world. And uh, it was an honor to do it. I was thrilled. Yeah, and also Forces of Destiny is, is completely cool as well. Yeah, um, your episodes I, for that haven't come out yet, and I'm waiting. And I Do you want yeah. there to be a Hera Forces of Destiny doll? Of course. Yeah, yeah I too. hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope so. I believe so. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I think that there is one coming, right? Wouldn't there be, or maybe not? I don't know. Oh, there I has to be. I don't know. You've got a, you've got a black series figure coming, a six-inch black yes, series figure. Yes, and that yeah. looks amazing. What would be Hera's little accessory with it? Because don't the Forces of Destiny dolls come with like? Kind of like a second minifigure, like an Ewok well, some or of, something like that. Some of them do. Uh, the there's a couple that do, and some that don't. Some are single packaged. But if Hera hadn't had an accessory, like a little friend or something to, like a weapon or something, what would she have? Gosh, well, I would hope it would be Chopper, but that, um, there it is. There it is. Yeah, I think it'd have to be Chopper. Be great for to have a little chop. Yes. Yes. There it is. Well, I mean, then, uh, yeah, because Ray has BB-8, right? Yeah, which there's one one version of her that does, and yeah. there's a version of Leia that has R2, and there's a version of Leia that has, has Wicket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Like once her once Hera's episode uh, airs, maybe they'll release a doll. Because I, I believe the whole point of it is, you know, to to afford us dolls to play with based on those narratives. So we'll see. Yeah. So do you portray <laughs> Lego Hera the same as Rebels Hera and the same as yes. Forces of Destiny Hera? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, all the same. Well, yep. well, very cool. Well, Vanessa, we appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us. Um, we know you've got to go, and uh, we just, I really do appreciate it. And for, on a personal note, I had someone actually send me, I tweeted this to you, and I just, since I've got you in person, they sent me a, a signed picture of Hera. It was signed by you, and you put the little hashtag that people were doing during celebration, hashtag this one's for Steve. And, um, ah, yeah. And, uh, I well, I Yeah, just, your, friend, your friend was really cool. Yeah, well, he's I, I I barely know the guy. He's a listener, and he just was doing something nice for me. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to do that, and um, oh, and of course, of course him doing it. So, uh, but we will we we appreciate it. We're looking forward to Rebel Season Four. We're looking forward to Hair on Forces of Destiny. We're looking forward to Freemaker Adventures and all the stuff. 
And uh, how can people, if they want to follow you online, what's the best way to follow you on the Twitter? On Twitter, yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Van Marshall, and on Instagram, I'm Vanessa Marshall eleven thirty eight. Oh, look at yeah. that! Throw that Star Wars in there. I have, I have, yeah, thanks. And I have a um, uh, Facebook fan page as well, um, which I think you can just search on Facebook to find me there. But um, and then if anyone needs any autographs, I work with Echo Base Media. Uh, Echo Base Media is also on um, Facebook, and uh, David Delgado, great last name. Mm. Uh, <laughs> David Delgado um, does all kinds of uh, Star Wars and Clone Wars uh, autograph signings online, and uh, it's really convenient. And he has some really great photos, so I recommend that as well if if you need anything there. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much, you guys. This has been so much fun. I could talk to you all night. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. And maybe once Rebels has wound down, we can have you on and decompress yeah. and, and do all or the stuff. Yeah, or even once it winds up. Yeah, the, <laughs> or that. Yeah, sure. Anytime, uh, you're welcome. I cannot. I'm looking forward to season four more than I'm looking forward to the Last Jedi. Agreed. That's how excited I am for Rebels. Agreed. Wow, cool. Agreed. Well, if I find my Say What Valspar commercial, I'll I'll send it to you. Please do, yeah. Uh, it's cool. it's that good, guys. It really is. <laughs> it's what you want for Christmas, trust me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Say what? Say what? Be, be careful, though, because you might see clips from Rebels showing up online with Hera oh. going, Say oh. what? Yeah. I know what yeah. I'm getting you, Miss Teresa. I'm going to get you a bunch of porgs. Is that all right? Yes, I want all of the porgs. <laughs> okay, all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all talk right, to you guys. later, Vanessa. You have a good night. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. You. Okay. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Marshall. Wow. Fantastic, Teresa. Thanks for setting that up. Absolutely. That yeah. was fun. That was a good so, time. So I we, don't know. That that's all we had planned for y'all guys. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. We're done. That that's a show. Eric's just got to go to bed, and uh, and and so I guess so do us How all. You know I'm not already in bed. Well, podcasting for bed. Well, you know what? I wouldn't put it past you, buddy. And and I would not. And I'd be disappointed if you weren't. How about that? So, <laughs> oh, Eric, here we go. Let me just throw this on you real quick. 1993 drama. Do you want a character, a quote? Uh, 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 no, we've already done that one. 1993 drama. No, Jimmy we've already Ang. done that when it was Indecent Proposal. 1995. No, I, I want one. 1995 drama. Do you want character, quote, uh, story, or actor? Teresa? Oh, me? You I said thought you that was Irish's. Well, give, it, give that one to, to Irish. I'll take character. One. Uh, oh, this is going to be so easy. Uh, verbal Kent. Usual suspects. That's right. That's right. That was an easy one when you went for character. All right, Teresa, 2004 drama. Do you want character, quote, story, or actor? Story. A man becomes stranded in an airport when his home country's government is overthrown. The terminal. That's correct. Tom Hanks joint. All right. Well, that's it. That wraps it up for us here. On Rebel Yell, you can follow Disney Vault Talk on Twitter. Teresa's at Ice Cold Penguin. Erish is at Darth underscore Duff. I'm at Steve Glosson, and you can follow the entire Goliverse at Goliverse. If you want to join our Facebook group, do so in about a week, and uh, 
And uh, you can do that by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. If you want to support the shows, just use those Amazon links at geekoutonline.com. And we appreciate everyone doing that. It helps the shows out tremendously. So for Arish, for Teresa, I'm Steve. We will see you next time when we get together uh, at the beginning of Season 4. Maybe sooner. Who knows? Teresa, you got anything else special lined up for us that we don't know about? Not at the moment, but you never know. You never know. So we'll we'll come back around at least when Season 4 cranks up here on Rebel Yell. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time. Say what? Say, Say what? what?